Hello, and welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, your daily dose of open source comedy straight from the IT trenches. Whether you're a guru or just starting your career, this is quickly going to become one of your favorite meetings of the day. My name is Jerry Black, and I am joined today with my fellow misfits, Tim Stevens and Matt Campisi. We hope to provide an opportunity for IT professionals to share experiences, learn, and laugh. Let's get right into it. This week's topic is artificial intelligence. And in particular today, we're going to talk a little bit about the benefits and the uh, the negatives or the positive and the negatives. Uh, and then we will transition into some open source comedy. And today we have a special guest writer uh, that has written a couple of jokes for us. Uh, yeah, benefits, uh, positives and negatives of, of artificial intelligence from my perspective on the positive side of the world. So we'll start, I think we'll start with positive yep. then we'll go to the negative because I think the negatives are more obvious to most people. So um, I, I do think it can, I think artificial intelligence can make us better and really I try not to get too much into the the candle maker or the um, you know the the people that used to uh, bring ice to your freezer, but we don't need them anymore because they keep them cold. To get our to get my mind out of the, but as an IT professional, and they're talking about it, writing code, and they're talking about it, analyzing issues, and they're talking about it, um, being able to do all a lot of the things that we do in IT. It does make me nervous for our jobs, but I really am trying to focus on, I think it can make us better at our jobs. And then I did see somebody posted something yesterday. It said, <laughs> it said, um, are you worried? It was an, it was a programmer. He's like, are you worried about it um, writing code and replacing you? And he said, no, because it relies on users to know what they actually want. And they'll never actually be able to describe what they want. So we're safe. And I was like, that's, that's, user acceptance. I'll never get that user acceptance. That's, that's a, you know, that's not that far off. Although uh, you mentioned yesterday that we now have um, a role that's like a, a prompt engineer, right? That's yeah, new jobs um, right there that weren't existing just six, seven months ago. Yeah. And so prompt engineer really is that, um, I would say almost like business analyst, right? Like, let me take what you say and I will then translate it into what the what the application probably needs to understand and 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 so I, I was, you know but honestly i think it makes us better and for me in particular it makes me better at writing and really one of the things that i'm not great at is writing um just just in general I, i'm yeah. i like to talk and narrate um and a lot of the time i do that but you know for whatever reason like we have artificial intelligence that can tell us, you know, I mean, you can ask it any question and it has amazing readouts, but ask your computer to record your voice and actually have it put the words that you say onto the screen. It, it's like 80%, 20% of the words come out as words I didn't say. And I'm like, that, that, why can't we make that one work? I just need to be able to dictate to my computer and things will be better. Anyways, um, so it does help me write. And I think for me and for a lot of IT people, communication is one of the things that's always been a little bit of a struggle for us. And so while it can't handle the personal communication side of the world, which is really where a lot of us struggle, it can handle um, the, the communication, especially if you get a draft of something, you know, you, you work with um, your, your, uh, your AI model and you, you get it to draft something up that you feel pretty confident in, let's say is something that, um, 
hey, we need to tell a customer that we've got an outage coming up or something. Uh, and then you tell it, okay, say the same thing, but put it at the executive level. Uh, okay, now say the same thing, but this is going directly to network engineers and, 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 and all of a sudden you have kind of these levels of communication that would have taken me, I would have given up because I get frustrated with the rewriting of something. So for somebody else and the read it up. Um, so that's my thought is, Hey, it can make us better. And here's one place where it's, it can help me and has helped me. Uh, what about you, Matt? Where, where have you seen it as a positive? So when I like the, 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 the idea of writing, I mean, I've been subscribed to Grammarly for a while just to make sure like punctuation and spell check and just normal English grammar. Cause I, uh, to your point about you prefer to talk is you can't just take your talking and put it in the written words. Cause it doesn't, you know, doesn't flow right. It does. It, it, it's just not received well. So I agree with that. Um, going back to the coder and that AI is never going to be able to understand the user's call requirements. So the skillfulness of that coder matched with understanding the user requirements and that interpersonal, if AI can get the code started so that now you can get a product faster, I mean, why wouldn't that coder like ask AI for the you know, get it 80% there or even 20% there. Cause starting with something is easier than starting with a blank sheet of paper is always good. So if it's already starting and then you make it better, I think it's the bad part would be if you just rely hundred percent on it and you're not yeah. using your brain and you're checking out. And, and I think that's where probably some of the bad's going to come in is the ethics of, is it, uh, are people doing their homework anymore? I mean, that's the one thing I think colleges and high schools are now worried about, yeah. which would be really neat because neat in the sense that, we might have to go back to like old school analog, like like we might actually have to write a term paper in handwriting in class instead of it being at home on a computer in a, in a word processing app because now you don't know who's going to write it. So, yep. I mean, I added a little bit of good and bad in that statement, yeah. but it's interesting how the dilemma of what it's going to do to education. Is it going to dumb down our kids or teach people to take shortcuts? But in the work world, if it helps kickstart, so you get to creative faster, you get to end project faster, you get to more profitability faster, right? I mean, that's the whole thing about being in business is if it's bettering the company and bettering the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, so on the negative side, because you touched on exactly one of the first, you know, we both have uh, kids that are in college at this point. And so it's probably where our minds go anyways. But um, on the negative side was certainly the um, outside of, well, are we going to experience job loss? But we kind of talked about that. Um, and it's possible, but it also, you know, uh, we we as IT people put other people out of business, right? And we've been, you know, there, there aren't really typists anymore. Like, yeah, the historical like trend, right? There's yeah. industries and job categories that are being, being created yeah. and disappearing. Yeah. And so we can't be, it's kind of that you don't want to be on the side of the world going, no, 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 because that's just not going to work. Um, but on the negative side of the world, there is certainly, there's the ethical, which we will get into in a, a episode on Thursday. Uh, but today, you know, really just the, my mind it went exactly where yours is, which is students. And, and just if, if we're all lifelong learners and you honestly even just in a conversation with someone, how do you know, like, let's say a job interview or a remote job interview where the person's just, you know, on screen with you, how do you know that they know anything, right? If you ask them, tell me the, you know, Cisco's most recent whatever, right? Um, 
um, you know, write it, write a quick line of uh, code for, um, you know, checking switch ports on a, on a Cisco uh, router or a Cisco switch or something. And, you know, if they're, if they're, upper body is calm enough for them to type things in, um, bam, right? So do we know what someone's knowledge is versus their ability to use chat GPT? But then you can ask the question, but would that matter? Like if the person is able to do what you wanted them to do, yeah. does it matter? But, but, you know, like in an interview, well, that don't, that's not, doesn't count. Cause I'm, I'm just asking you to to give me an example of your thinking, your logic, not because if you said, oh, well, I typed that in. Well, tomorrow when you're in front of the customer and they say, hey, so what do you think? And you're like, um, well, just a second. All right, this isn't going to work. But overall, how do we incorporate the use of ChatGPT into or, or any uh, artificial intelligence um, into our into our in our working world? Yeah, like, can you use it? Are you familiar with it? And then there's the other side of this of like uh, Google now has their own solution, right? Bard, and they kind of came out with it and there's a massive uh, marketing push for, I don't know if you noticed it, but like even on Twitter and stuff, people are like, oh, I tried using ChatGPT, but Bard was so much better. And I'm like, this is so obviously marketing. Like, would you really? I, it just was very frustrating to me to see the obvious um, marketing ploy of Google. Uh, but, you know, I mean, they'll lose a lot of search if they don't get this solved. But anyways, they, um, whatever you use, are you, are you able to take work, even very specific work things and put them into it without worry that it is going to be um, seen, captured. I mean, how much, how much corporate information could you put into it before you would say, yeah, it knows way too much about our company. Um, <laughs> and that can go to other places, right? That could, you know, like if you said, Hey, my quarterly sales, blah, 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 were X, Y, and Z. And I need to write a report for my boss. And all of a sudden that's a, you know, like at the company you work for, that's a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. You might have just shared information you're not supposed to share, and depending on who can see breaking it, breaking SEC laws. In an yeah. So now there's like almost not even the security of securing the data, but securing no. how it could be shared because right. if if a chat bot uh, or a chat GBT bot knows the whole database of the company, but doesn't know what it can and cannot share based on current laws or current right. rules of engagement of financial disclosures. Wow. Yeah. And, and think about that in the, like Tim said yesterday, it is using us to get smarter, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you just taught it something about Cisco that it didn't know mm -hmm. or, or whatever company you might work for. Sorry. Uh, so you just taught it something about a company that you didn't know. Not that you've done this, but in this hypothetical situation, yeah, it goes, oh, okay. Then somebody else asks it somewhere else in the world, you know, tell me about Cisco. And it says, oh, you know, now this is not, this isn't far-fetched, but I don't think this would happen today just because the way they have it training and everything. But, oh, Cisco makes the following products, blah, 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 blah. And their recent quarterly report shows that, and that's not you stuff you've released. 
it's it's you you know producing it on a on using them to help you produce it but to the machine it learned it so that's something i know so i'm i can share that out now that's a little spooky did i cut out you cut out for a second there yeah it said it, it did just it came in and said mine is unstable so you're so right. I mean, what you were saying is this about is does the is ChatGPT sharing stuff that hasn't been disclosed? Yeah, because it learned from someone else and shared with someone else. Because if its whole goal is to keep sharing, like I'm sharing with everyone, but uh, oops, that was a corporate yeah. secret or a acquisition, or I'm willing to go to two billion dollars, and then you know you're bidding against them. You're like, okay, I know now where their line in the sand is. <laughs> yeah, and and let's not do ChatGPT. Chat let's go with Bard, because for right now, it feels like ChatGPT is kind of its own, but Bard is a competitor, right? Like if you used, let's for instance, Cisco uh, and Google are going after the same small company as an acquisition, yeah. and you're typing it into Bard to help you develop some document, not really thinking through the, but wait a minute, what have I agreed to, sh how, what am I sharing? And I mean, we talked about yesterday, right? The the damn things are listening to you and all of a sudden you get advertisements. But yeah, move move well past that to, to corporate espionage. And they say, it's not espionage. You signed a user agreement and it said, go ahead. <laughs> That's China cool. really appreciate how easy it is now to steal all of their <laughs> corporate secrets and cut yeah. the corner on replicating all of our good innovations. Yeah, you know, I, I read something the other day that I thought was hilarious. It was, if you go back and watch uh, X-Files, yeah. right, which is 20 years ago, probably when that was popular, but go back and watch X-Files and outside of the aliens, any of the other government conspiracies, governments spying on you, governments, whatever else, not only have they become true, but they have become true because we have done it to ourselves. We have allowed it to occur. We have taken videos of everything. We are sharing everything with the government. All the things that before, literally you go back 20 years ago, oh, never would we share that with anyone. And it's like, oh yeah, nah, post it, go ahead, show it, I don't care. Crazy. Anyways, all right. Well, um, certainly some positives, certainly some negatives. I think that's good uh, overall discussion on on those topics. Uh, now let's move into my favorite part: the open source comedy. And Matt, do you have anything you want to share today from an open source? So Jerry, it's not a joke, and I'm and I can't wait for our guest uh, joke writer to join. Um, yeah. More observational comedy. I mean, the one thing that yesterday Tim was talking about is how, to, and you just made the point, is AI is learning from human feedback. And I'm trying to, for the lay person, because you know my mom's going to ask me about ChatGBT. And I mean, I can't say it's a machine learning language with natural language and blah, blah, blah. And that's just way too long. So um, here's my observation for mom of how to explain to her. And this actually might not even go over well. Uh, this new world of, of open AI is Clippy meets Wikipedia via Google. So, okay. Clippy, if you remember our little Microsoft friend who was probably, you know, the precursor to AI. So, I mean, as a visual representation of getting help uh, and, and having to explain a joke is not funny. So this is. <laughs> uh, 
And then Tim says, well, you have to give it feedback, but Wikipedia is the place where everyone in the world goes and it's open source feedback where you're allowed to tell, not allowed, you're encouraged to share your thoughts. And then, you know, everyone always Googles everything, right? I mean, Google, I love that Google's call it mantra is, and I actually wrote this down, is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Like we all go to Google just to find out anything. So um, observational comedy, uh, chat GBT, or any of these open source AI. It's uh, Clippy meets Wikipedia via, via Google. I like it. I like it. I like you it. You might be able to get that, but then mom's going to go, well, what's Clippy? And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, mom. Like, remember Microsoft version, blah, blah, blah. And then, then I have to explain that, and then it's all lost. So yeah. I have to come up with a better one. Because Now, are you, are you at all concerned that when that when the when the robots and the computers all take over that our destructor will be the form of that stupid paperclip with eyeballs like that's going to be the thing that marches in you know just a little paperclip face with eyeballs and it, it does just... it kind of in a friendly way so maybe it'll bring down my my blood pressure a little bit i mean he is kind of <laughs> dances i know i'm about to die but at least it's no, what's so funny is I'm going to Google him to re refresh my memory of how cheerful and happy and how he was just waiting to help you. Like, like how great is it that someone want to help you like at every moment? <laughs> okay, I want you to bring our guest speaker in. All right, so our guest speaker today is, I uh, should have done this differently, um, is, is ChatGPT. And so... Uh, I asked it, hey, uh, write a joke about your help desk experience. And so the first one was, why don't IT help desk agents play hide and seek? Um, why? Did you hear it? Yeah, why don't they play hide and go seek? Yeah, because good luck hiding when the Wi-Fi goes down. They'll find you in seconds asking, have you tried to turn it off and on again? Wow, I, I can't mean... There's some levels of creativity there that there are. Certainly, the living shit out of me that there's shit like this that it's gonna. <laughs> That's the greatest joke, but certainly, like it understands the concept of a joke, which is weird. Or that you call the help desk when you yeah. can't get Wi-Fi, and that we're all like without Wi-Fi. It's like I'd rather go without uh, Wi-Fi uh, without air than Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> yes. So here's the second one. I said, okay, try again. And it said, why was the computer cold at the IT help desk? And why was the computer cold at the IT help desk? Yes, which this, I've, I've, I've heard this one in the past. So I was interested, I mean, it actually took a joke from somewhere else. It says, because it left its windows open. Uh, ah. <laughs> so don't worry. The IT guy said he'd fix it right after he finishes his coffee and finds my misplaced keyboard. <laughs> I was like... Okay, I wonder, let's see if he can write. Just seeing, so the first joke almost felt like it it uh, it created it, knowing some things. And then the second one, it because you said try again, it just defaulted to searching for a joke almost. That's kind of interesting, yeah. All right, so I said, can you write it dirty? Ooh. It said- Same thing, IT up desk, dirty joke, okay. It, it says no. Uh, I'm as an open AI I'm programmed to maintain a level of appropriateness in my responses and promote a positive or respectful conversation. I won't be able to help write any dirty jokes. Uh, I can, I can create more humor 
that's suitable to a broader audience. Let's keep the comedy clean and fun for everyone. It's fucking admonishing me. Is that last line true? You just let's, read it verbatim. Let's, let's keep, keep the comedy <laughs> clean and fun for everyone. It has a North Star. It really did. It, like, it, yeah, right. This is like maybe there's a little bit of morals there. Yeah, like I asked my I asked my mom to write a joke for me or something. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Well, interesting, right? Just the idea that it understands the concept of a joke is amazing to me. And then that um, that it would, you know, I don't. I mean, obviously, we haven't scoured the internet for every joke ever told, but how much of that it got from its own thought process or creativity versus something it read on the internet. Hard to say. Certainly being told, let's keep it clean and fun for everyone is a weird, like, you know, that's weird that it yeah. not, not only would just not say, hey, I'm not going to do that, but to then sort of add, step back, add, yeah, add the, add the, it's like, it was like my junior high school teacher or something, you know, like, hey, <laughs> Jerry, we got to keep now, it clean. Now, Jerry. Yeah. Now, now, Jerry. <laughs> that's that's a little frustrating <laughs> anyways all right well uh visibly uh visibly agitated by that last comment uh okay uh well um uh thanks matt i i think we're we're uh we're out of time uh for today uh but certainly want to thank you very much for joining very excited to talk tomorrow um we'll talk kind of about the major players within uh artificial yeah. intelligence um uh, how you can use those different ones and maybe even some of the I am hearing about combining the use of different ones. So you kind of have this one do this for you and then you take that information, give it to that one, that kind of deal. I think that's interesting. Uh, I think we'll go a little bit more into your prompt engineers uh, conversation. That is the end of the meeting for the day. Thank you so much to my fellow IT misfit, Matt Campisi. And thank you for sharing and listening to this this podcast. We certainly hope you enjoy it. If you heard something funny today, man, that's great. If you've got something funny to share, please reach out. Let us know. ITMisfits.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to have you on the show. Most importantly, share something funny with another IT professional today. Our jobs are hard. They're complex. They can be very, very frustrating. And sharing humor, whether you heard it here or somewhere else, is one of the best ways to just make everybody's day a little bit better. And if you make somebody else's day better, you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you. Have a great day.